0: And you're listening.
1: And you're listening. You're listening,
0: you're listening to salmon.
1: Salmon. 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 To Salmon
2: Fest Radio. You're listening to Salmon Fest Radio. We're your hosts, Satchel Pondolfino.
0: And Dave Applin.
2: Hey Dave, what's your favorite way to eat salmon?
0: Over the last few years, I've really enjoyed making and consuming salmon caviar.
2: I just recently tried eating roe, like, right out during my filet process, and... I'm, like, still getting on board with that. Maybe if it were Brian, I would be a little more.
0: I think once they're prepared, you'll enjoy them, I hope.
2: They're not, like, super offensive flavor or anything. Their texture just was a little, um... Poppy? Yeah, just getting used to it.
0: What's your favorite way to eat salmon?
2: Good question. I think that smoked salmon is definitely... I mean, if it's smoked well, probably my favorite way, especially because you can, like, take it with you to faraway places and, um... Yes. Oftentimes the setting when I'm eating smoked salmon is pretty glorious. But I also love to make pokey and eat salmon raw.
0: Yeah. Could you ask me again?
2: What's your favorite way to eat salmon, Dave?
0: I really like smoked bellies. I don't know about you, but that flavor and texture is... I think that might be my death row meal if I ever... (laughs) (laughs)
2: commit a death row worthy crime yeah
0: just make sure they have salmon at the end i'm not planning anything that's not where i'm going but i think if i had to pick one thing it might be that smoked bellies
2: speaking of smoked bellies we want to thank the people who have been putting up and smoking salmon and have really created the foundation of our relationship to salmon as alaskans so we'd like to honor and acknowledge that as we are recording here today on unceded Denina land and at Salmon Fest 2019 we really made an intention of asking lots of people how they most enjoyed eating salmon and we'll kick it off with Christina Edwin she was an organizer with Native Movement and was got on stage to talk about some indigenous salmon issues at Salmon Fest and this is her uh, introduction of how she likes to
3: eat salmon. Hi everyone. Odo Christina Edwin, Souza My name is Odo Dathlina, That's my Danaka name, Koykon um, Athabaskan, and my English name is Christina Edwin. My people have subsisted or have lived off, and our economic system has been based off of salmon on the Yukon River for thousands of years, and. My favorite fish or way of eating fish is diaga, it's half dried salmon and I love that. It's one of my favorite native foods. Um, Yeah, eating eating food off the land has really been um, a part of who I am and you know even growing up in Anchorage in the city people you know are eating all kinds of stuff and I'd get fresh fish strips from my village and it was like gold candy, you know? Like, it was better than soda at holiday, you know? It was like what I was looking forward to as a kid.
0: This week we're celebrating salmon anticipation Where our freezers are uh, suffering from a dwindling supply, we're anticipating those nice, fresh fillets and soups and eggs and all of those great things coming down the line.
2: Either to get your mouths watering in anticipation for this upcoming season or to come up with some creative ways to eat yet again another salmon meal to empty your freezer and create room for the next season of Abundance. I definitely am feeling a lot of salmon anticipation right now. My freezer for the first season is totally dry of salmon, and I am, like, beside myself.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, Satchel, I have a few fillets left that I could share because that's the Alaskan
3: way.
2: That is the Alaskan way. I would take you up on that, Dave. All right. (laughs) Here's Harrison B. and Cousin Curtis talking about their favorite way to eat salmon. What's your
4: favorite way to eat salmon? Smoked with cream cheese on a ritz cracker. Oh, wow. Yeah, maybe hard to go wrong here. Uh, I really like uh, oven-baked simply with just fine-chopped garlic and butter and lemon juice. That's my jam. Yeah, that's, that's
2: good.
0: This week we're going to talk to Chef Harris and McHenry here in Homer, Alaska, and he's going to talk about his philosophy about serving fresh Alaska salmon to visitors and locals alike, and his favorite ways to prepare them.
2: What else is on the menu? The Romke
0: Mountain Boys, who played a few sets at Salmon Fest 2019, and definitely have an inland perspective on seafood.
5: Well, hello everybody. How y'all feeling? Uh, we're gonna get weird. Is that all right?
6: so excited and happy and honored to be here at Salmon Fest. All the way from Cincinnati, Ohio, we are the Rumpke Mountain Boys. This is Adam and JD and Ben, and I'm muerte.
2: Let's travel back in time and swim backstage to hear from the Rumpke Mountain Boys, interviewed by my friend, Brandon. So some questions
7: to guide me, but also, like, feel free to tangent off. Sure. sure. Can, can we ask you, a... you questions? Uh-oh. You could. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Turn this uh, around. So... Where are y'all from? To, uh, maybe someone of you can introduce your band.
4: Um, Where are you from? <laughs> 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 so it yeah, who
5: are you? No. Yeah,
7: yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll do that after. About
5: okay. That. okay. Okay. Uh, no. So we're uh, we're the Rumpke Mountain Boys. We're from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, we're uh, mostly based out of Cincinnati. Uh, JD, our bass player, lives in Memphis, but he travels up. And uh, um, we are uh, the rest of us are all uh, Cincinnati folk. Um, we named ourselves after the highest elevation in Cincinnati is uh, the landfill, so Rumpke Mountain is, is is the trash mountain. It's the only mountain we got, it's the only mountain we got. and got. And, and so yeah, it's ours, and uh, and it, it represents uh, uh, our melding of styles of music. You know, it's kind of like a big uh, dumpster heap. You know, like we we like all good music. It doesn't matter what it is, and we just put it through our lens of of, of string bandish things. But uh, uh, yeah, but we're uh, we like uh, uh, <laughs> to, refer to our, we like to drink and we refer, yeah, we refer to ourselves as trash grass, yes. Trash grass, yes. I
7: love that, I love yeah. that. Um, so tell me, how, about, how long have you all been a band and, and always playing in?
6: Uh, since 2000, I believe. Uh, it started, uh, it was a four-piece, kind of more traditional bluegrass band then. And uh, since then we've just had a revolving door of people, of uh, folks, pickers coming and going and uh, went through all kinds of changes until uh, we met Ben the mandolin Ben Gourley over here and uh, as soon as he joined the band it kind of took off all of us and
5: oh uh, one for 2000 fall of 2001 then uh, I was March of 2005 I started and then we got JD in November of 2011 and uh, since then we've 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 had this lineup, and, and this is this is the right one. It's everything, well, everything's, it. you guys everything's sure fit fun. into place, yeah, yeah. just right. I mean, we love being here. It's sure Yeah.
7: Is it, is it is. your first time to Alaska? Yes, yes, yes it is. Yes. yes. Ah. Yeah. What do you think?
5: What's what stood out to you so far? Um, uh, the uh, the uh, the mountains look uh, like we were just in Colorado. We just came from Denver, so you know it's craggy, uh, very uh, jutty, and, and, and uh, aggressive mountains. Here it's like, uh, they're majestic but smooth and mellow. Uh, Like they're older than Colorado. It's like new, like cragged, super sharp rock. And yeah, it's just like, it's beautiful and green. So lush and so green,
7: green. (laughs) So fresh and so green. (laughs) So lush and so green, green. (laughs) I've been singing that the whole time we've been here. Hey, <laughs> oh, <goodness. Ain't> no, <laughs> no uh, mountains, screens. So this is Alaska's pretty much only music festival. I feel okay saying we've had a few other attempts. Okay, it um, seems like a good what, one. But what what stands out to you um, about Salmon Fest compared to other festivals you might have played?
4: What stands out to you? <laughs> <laughs> I like the the mix of music. Like it's a real eclectic like gathering of musicians and stuff. Like I've walked around and heard you know everything from DJs and hip hop type stuff to you know, acoustic music and folk music and, uh, you know, everything. And Wookiefoot yeah. Foot was here, we love Wookie Foot. Yeah. yeah. We do, do a
6: lot of jam band-ish festivals.
4: Either it's like
6: one extreme or another, more jam band or bluegrass. So, and they're pretty extreme, kind of in the people and the whole feel and all that. This and is this everything. is a, a nice eclectic mix, yeah, yeah. for sure.
5: At all. and the uh the attitudes so uh, everybody is so friendly like <laughs> different regions of the united states you have different like some people are all like you're not cool like our click or, or you know people have like these different attitudes and, and different levels of friendliness and helpfulness here it is all out like it does seem like everybody is just trying to help one another because uh you know it just i don't know it just it's a lot more friendlier
0: like- so let's take a pause because i think it's time for a musical interlude don't you
2: Absolutely. I could use some trash grass in my life.
8: One time more, I know it don't make sense, but then we don't intend I swear we're trying to make a ring Tiger T, Tiger G, you're mine. Tiger Rose, did throw me honey While I sing your song On the banks where the children bring me Leave me alone, show me something I don't know Tiger Rose, heaven knows I just love you so Maybe that's the reason that I won't let go You get high, get down low, get your and we don't care what mountain I hear red and go. Tiger T, Tiger G, G you buy tiger rose. Tears are all honey while I sing your song. all the backs where the children will really leave me over. Wanna be my honey, wanna show me something, wanna show me something, I don't know.
2: Let's turn around and go backstage with the Rocky Mountain Boys one more time and hear what else they have to say.
7: So, Salmon Fest is about salmon. Yes. Um, How familiar do y'all feel um, with the landscape of salmon in general in the world? I have not. Is landscape made out of salmon? This
4: is where I will answer your question. There's something fishy
7: about
9: this. There's something fishy
4: about this. uh, I have no idea about any of that, honestly. Like, I, I, I'm not a big fish eater, and then, like, finding out the importance of it to, like, the economy, to the ecosystem, to all the things yeah, that I've, yeah. like, the little bits and pieces that I've picked up talking to people around the festival, like, I'm learning more about Very something education. that I wouldn't have known anything about had I not had the opportunity to come here, just from little interactions with people and bits and pieces that I pick up along the way, and and it's made me care more about something that I never knew anything about before I got here. So it's been an eye opening experience like there's a lot more importance to something here than than I ever realized you know like like uh, I was talking to one of the guys from the Sweet lilies the uh, uh, Ryan, the banjo player that's been sitting in with them, and he wrote this song that was all about the pebble mine and like you know it's the 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 threat that it poses, and like hearing the sincerity and the genuineness of his song about it, it was like, man, like this is something that really deeply affects people around here to be a part of something that benefits Working against something as destructive as that is a really cool experience and and something fulfilling that I didn't know I was going to get to be a part of until I got here and started talking to people. So There's a lot more to it than I realized and it's something that I definitely am more aware of and, and more mindful of and, and interested in learning about now. So yeah, it's been a cool experience in that aspect, for sure. But I didn't know there was landscape made out of fish. <laughs> it seems flaky to me. Fjords.
7: Fjords. We do. We try to actually uh, communicate and like teach about uh, salmon by calling it a salmon landscape, so that we can consider how connected we are, even on land, okay. and the impacts that it has yeah. to waterways and the streams. And so we just that's a way to try to get people to think holistically about uh, yeah. how we, how connected are to
5: Well us. it's a staple yeah. of the community and, and that's something that needs to be like appreciated by the people outside. And like, you know, we're, we we uh, you know we live on the Ohio River and mm. uh, it's pretty damn polluted overall. It's got, you know, because we're downriver we're downriver from, you know, Pennsylvania and and, and and like it goes up through through all these coal, all this cola uh, dumps. Like they all these uh, along the waterways they have these coal plants, processing plants, and they just dump their shit off into the Ohio stuff. River stuff. They dumped their stuff off, sorry, into the Ohio River. And uh, and uh, driving through here and seeing the blue, the blue of the water, and like that. oh man, I'm like, how clean, this is crazy clean. It's really great. It was I drank it. And
4: then I've been real <laughs> sick ever since say
5: Yeah. <laughs> so I was warned about giardia. My stomach hurts. But it's from a bear, it's OK, it's bears. Bears. Bears, it's OK. So if you yeah. had a chance to
7: eat, my Yes. Yeah? Yes.
4: Uh, uh, I had salmon yesterday. I had a chance, but I didn't eat it.
9: Are you really? Yeah, yeah. My tongue gets like a
4: baseball bat. Uh, I'm, I'm doing a, I'm halibut. To I'm doing
5: halibut sometime tonight too. That's the uh, that's my next step. I, I and none of us are big seafood eaters. Just for the halibut. Just for the halibut. None of us are big uh, uh, any uh, fish. I I eat shrimp, but I only eat landlocked shrimp. Yeah, like like, like dairy, dairy Queen in Iowa
4: is. In Iowa, shrimp. Yeah, or, or, uh, yeah. it's, it's, backwards,
5: it's, it's backwards, this backwards. whole thing. The closer I am to the ocean, the less I want to eat shrimp. But yeah. there's a but lot man. more wrong with us <laughs> than it appears. <laughs> so so did the trash grass.
7: Come uh, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, no, no, I, the, yeah, we're the landfill. We get free advertising. Uh, all of our, 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 our garbage cans that we drag out to the street every week They'll all say Rumpke on them, and and uh, the porta potties uh, at the festivals and the, the dumpsters, the dumpster. Oh, dude, porta potties are free advertising. Hey. You either, you're either uh, tagging it, you're either tagging it with a Rumpke logo, or it's already on there. Why buy, why tag it? Um, right, maybe. Right, dumpster zone.
7: Um, couple last questions for y'all before we get too loud over here. Um, did, do Are there any environmental challenges that your community faces back at home that might be of something similar nature to a Pebble Mine Fight? or Anything that comes to mind? First thing
5: that comes to mind, at least with me, is just the the river pollution for Ohio River. Uh, Because, you know, our water, like a lot... uh, The Ohio River is essential to Cincinnati. It's really... uh, And... um, the amount of, of stuff that gets down from West Virginia and Pennsylvania
4: from the coal uh, the yeah, coal we process. Tra- yeah. We travel a lot to like the mining states, West Virginia, Kentucky, There's and the, 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 frack the fracking on. and yeah. like mountaintop yeah. removal and all that stuff is yeah, really a similar kind of thing. Like yeah. the yeah. pollutants it creates, the the devastation that it has on the landscape outside of just the parts that they're destroying visibly. You know, yeah. like it, it has repercussions it and ripples that affect yes. things all the way down as far as we are down the river from them. So and You'll bees
7: ever incorporate like activism into your music or into your performances we've, we've, we've done some benefits and some, uh,
6: some yeah like non-profit type stuff uh, picking shows for for good causes yep uh, you know it's hard to follow up on lot of stuff I don't know how much of what helped what did what but mm. yeah we try we I'm try somewhat
4: apolitical I don't want to I don't want to guide anybody to figure to do people should learn things and do things that they choose I don't want to tell anybody how to do it or what to think <laughs> about it or how to frame it or any of that, so I try to I try to avoid it personally. Like, that's your statement. Yeah, yeah me too.
7: We've to heard <laughs> <laughs> from a number of bands that you know that's sort of the sentiment. Like the music brings people together, and then sort of the process of the festival to help yeah, move yeah. folks towards the vision or yeah. collaborate. Yeah, behavior.
5: bring awareness to, yeah. and that's yeah, bringing awareness to to like you said, like the way. In this case, it's the pebble mine. In our case, it's it's the the coal coal mines and the coal pollution, and it it it, it goes downstream. It goes you know it, it screws everything up, and when you let corporations or, or, or when you let companies run rampant and do full-blown polluting, uh, it, 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 it it can affect other people, and that's something that we're uh, you know we we. We, uh, but we we get invited to play stuff and we eagerly donate our time and, and energy and uh, but uh yeah so there and there is uh, like river uh river fest or what was it Uh paddle fest actually uh, they do a river cleanup where they have everybody uh yeah everybody comes and like you go up and down the river and every and you get like so much money or so uh, you get some uh, some kind of be- reward for
2: getting a lot yeah of
5: like too. 10 a 10 pound bag of trash gets you something yeah like yeah you, you clean up
2: I love every opportunity I get to stomp around to Mountain Boys. And I get the sense that if they spent more time by the coast, they would write some very, very rowdy sea shanties. They sound like a crew of pirates.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they kind of look like a crew of pirates, too, now that you mention it. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm a Midwesterner, and we grew up with fish sticks and fish squares. And if we had salmon, it was a can of pink salmon that my mom would fashion into uh, salmon patties. And I thought they were great, but I had no idea until I moved here. So I think we see that with the Rumpke Mountain Boys, too, that they didn't know a lot about salmon or Alaska salmon culture, but that sure changed during their time at Ninilchik, didn't it?
2: It's so rewarding to see our work pay off. Like we work really hard to make salmon fest a space where we can celebrate salmon, but we can also activate people into understanding that, understanding that our salmon culture is worth protecting and everyone can be a salmon champion. And the way we do that is by sharing our salmon culture and, and making it fun and making it delicious. That happens in, <laughs> on its own. We don't have to work to make our salmon culture desirable and something that's sought after. It, it's that way because salmon is so, feels so good to eat and, and share with other people.
0: Yeah, here's a real good example when uh, we shared some smoked salmon with the Sweet lilies.
7: I used to fish with my dad a little bit, but I don't eat fish anymore. I'm sorry. These girls love If I catch a fish, they'll eat it. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: great. That's great. Yeah, I
9: don't know how to fish, but I know how to eat fish. Do
1: <laughs> uh, you have a favorite way to eat salmon? Pretty much
9: always. Um, since we've been here, we've had um, smoked salmon done by our hosts and like in different ways. So just the fresh salmon right here.
2: Yeah, can't get
1: enough of it. We were fed by the staff chef last night, rather than the artist chef, and he had made some of his homemade smoked salmon that he caught, and it was incredible. Absolutely (laughs) incredible.
2: All right, let's flip this fish around.
0: Dorsal to pectoral.
2: We're gonna to talk to someone who knows salmon like the back of their hand.
0: Fin to flipper.
2: Here we are, our salmon champion piece coming right up.
0: Yeah, stem to stern, inside and out, top to bottom.
10: <laughs> Hi, my name's Harrison McHenry. I am the owner and the executive chef at Fresh Catch Cafe in Homer, Alaska on the Homer Spit. I have been running this restaurant in Homer. This will be our 15th season. Clock 21 seasons total in Homer. Being able to use the fine resources available to me to uh, prepare and present to uh, many folks in Alaska and from probably around the world.
11: Nice. And so where else have you cooked?
10: Uh, Oregon, Colorado, Ireland, pretty much in the beginning of my career where I was deciding what I was gonna be. I just kind of bummed around the United States with a backpack and, and a good uh, work ethic. And that's what led me to uh, to kitchens or restaurant industry in general.
11: Nice, and how has Alaska been different and why have you stayed compared to Ireland and Oregon and all those other wonderful places?
10: I honestly always knew I'd end up in Alaska since I was three, reading Jack London books and just... I had family in Fairbanks that would write us these great, amazing letters of trials and tribulations of living up here so i knew i'd end up here but i didn't intend on staying when i came up i was actually a head chef of a really busy place in ski country in colorado in breckenridge and i was on vacation and i just never returned people get it you know that have been here for a long time they this my story is not an unfamiliar one up here
11: yeah it definitely isn't that's exactly how my parents got up here as well right
10: (laughs) Yeah, I got up here, met my wife, and now, you know, we've laid roots, and I can't find, and I've been around the world quite a bit, and I cannot find a better place to be in the summer than Alaska.
11: Where in Alaska is your favorite place to go in the summer?
10: Oh, it's got to be dip netting the southern Kenai. Um, That's our family tradition. It's either dip netting the Kenai or going out and hunting berries over in soldovia The salmon berries, the blueberries. That's our jam right there.
11: Awesome. And what's your favorite way to cook and prepare salmon or fish that you've caught?
10: I will say my favorite way to prepare salmon is no cooking involved. I just like the sashimi or... Satchel Harrison is not
0: the only person that enjoys his salmon rare.
2: <laughs> Maximum rare, as in raw.
0: Can we roll that clip from Tim?
1: Tim I, Easton. I love uh, when I'm fishing in in, uh, in California to just like take some uh, ginger and wasabi and stop and and just have it raw, like sashimi style, sashimi style or whatever. But uh, I will put it on a plank. I will bake it. I will. Oh my God! I just I love it so many different ways I'm not that great of a chef but I'm getting a lot better so my favorite way to prepare fish is when it's prepared for me because I don't <laughs> trust myself to be a great you know, I'm learning how uh, you know garlic and like there's a little bit of that but every now and then I've had some salmon dip that has just blown my mind you know yeah, I'm talking to you, Shelley Worsfield, up on Olsen Mountain.
12: Oh, how I love the salmon. Oh, how I love keen eye jamming. From Anchorage up to Yukon. We'll keep on keeping, keeping on.
2: Back to Harrison.
10: We like to do real simple sushi rolls, and that's probably our family's favorite that we eat mostly. Now, what I prepare in the restaurant, how I sell most of my salmon is just a simple sear. Our, our most popular salmon dish is seared salmon with a miso caramel served on uh, udon noodles and a Thai peanut sauce. Wow! And that, one, that one's going over really well.
11: The dish that you just described, is that your current crowd pleaser or is there a kind of like an all time fan favorite? Uh, I think
10: I've put so many fancy dresses on salmon and it's hard to go wrong. When you have salmon that is so fresh that I mean, we're spoiled with how, fr- I have day fishermen just dropping it off every day and then it goes out. And so I could literally think I could put anything on the fish and it would go. And the freshness just is key. I think the most important thing with salmon is don't overcook it. I know a lot of people, they, they have to have their fish cooked, but salmon is one of those, those fish with high oil content and it has an enzyme in it like game meat or tuna that just, it, it only can be brought out through excessive cooking. And you can always tell when you've overcooked salmon because it, gets its little white pockets forming on the on the flesh and you and you you've taken a little too far and i mean like i said if you have fresh salmon you you really can't go wrong
11: awesome i have a question about the different species of salmon first what is your favorite do you have one
10: i do my favorite is Seacot uh, feeder kings
11: feeder kings
10: right they're out in the ocean they're still feeding they haven't decided to head up river to to spawn and like any any person that's been in alaska a long time is eating salmon you know you go through your phases of some some years i can't eat salmon as much as others because it's just a little overdone but i think i've never shied away from a fresh feeder king just heavy oil really clean clean flavors because you know as soon as they hit the rivers to go spawn, their time is limited. But when they're out feeding uh, in the ocean, they're eating krill and all this. So their body hasn't started to deteriorate yet. They haven't begun the the swim up river yet. And so all the fat stores are just amazing. And you get the fish at its uh, peak.
11: Nice. Are there different ways that you prepare different species?
10: Everybody has their little tricks. For us, if we're gonna eat like a pink or dog, we will eat it like within hours of after getting it. And I mean eat by like searing it or baking it. But generally dogs and pinks, we will smoke. And the silvers, the, the reds and the kinks, I treat all the same. We just eat it raw or do a simple grill.
11: Nice. Now, what is your most unique way that you've prepared a salmon? Yeah,
10: no, this is a great question because you know and I like answering this question for Alaskans because we have eaten so much damn salmon it kind of gets tricky like but I think the most unique that I've ever done was the local processors that used to be here in Homer there was this kid and he was real smart and he kept saving me salmon hearts he knew I loved salmon hearts and I think one of the most creative dishes I've done is a salmon heart carbonara. It's real simple, you take pancetta, stick the pancetta in a hot pan so the fat starts releasing, and then you do a real hot sear on the salmon hearts. You wanna cook them hot and you wanna cook them fast, and then you add your um, fresh noodles and finish it with an egg yolk, and you have a salmon heart carbonara pasta. And that is... It is to die for. And people give you kind of sideways looks about eating the heart, but once they taste it, their mind changes very quickly.
11: Well, I personally have never eaten a heart, so I have to ask, what does it taste like?
10: Well, it tastes like pancetta. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're Because you're cooking it. The, uh, but a salmon heart, um, it tastes like the ocean. I think it's the most flavorful part of the salmon.
11: And that is a very unique way to utilize a salmon. And I'm wondering what are some ways that people can utilize more parts of a salmon or all parts of a salmon?
10: Oh, that's a great question. So when you're going to flay your fish, just go ahead and scale it. And scaling it is what it sounds like. You you rub the scales in the opposite direction, and you take all the scales off. And so you fillet your fish, you take the skin off. Uh, we like to do here at the restaurant is brush it with the oil and stick it in the oven at about 200 degrees for two hours. And that makes it brittle. It makes it like a cracker. And then we take dried seaweed, and we make salmon skin furikake, which is a Japanese condiment with sesame seeds, salt, and seaweed. And we slip in some salmon skin. So you're using the skin. You obviously know how to use the flesh. I hope people know how to use the flesh.
11: Uh, How do you use the flesh? Uh,
10: You you grill it, you sear it. It, That's the part you're gonna, you know, is gonna be your main dinner course. So the bellies, um, you take off and save for smoking. And then you cut your steaks and eat that however you want. But the head, we like to do um, fish head soup and When you're done filleting, you are now left with the bones of the fish. And from there, you can scrape it with a spoon and you're gonna get what's called spoon meat. And this is very soft, amazing, like the most tender part of the salmon. And so we like just putting soy sauce on it and eating it like that. And from there, you can use the bones for a stock or I know people that even bake the bones off and eat them.
11: Kind of like bone crackers?
10: Yeah, or you can put in a Cuisinart (laughs) and break it down to powder and use it as an edible addition to soup or...
11: That is very cool. Has it always been fishermen coming by and dropping off their daily catch to you? Yeah,
10: yeah, it has. When I first got to Homer, I had ambitions of commercial fishing like every young man. I was going to come up here and sell the seven seas and make my fortune and I was really fortunate to get in with the processing side and the commercial fishing side for a couple years. And so I got to to learn the background behind, you know, how this fish is harvested, where it goes next, and before it does go to restaurants or to up north to Anchorage to be sold out. And so I was really amazed of how hard these people work to get this fish that I knew when I was going back to the restaurant industry that I had to help expose that because I don't think they get enough uh, credit for what they do
11: right so would you say that having that direct connection to the fishermen is a unique thing in the restaurant industry
10: yeah it is you know it's being able to shake someone's hand look them in the eye and say thanks for for all your hard work but it's another thing because these people that are fishing for this are are so proud and you get to share that we get a kind of have a symbiotic relationship with our community. They catch it, I cook it and clean it, and then we serve it to people. We all are a link in a chain, and, and I'm, I'm happy uh, to play my part.
11: Yeah, that sounds amazing. And your customers, when they come in, whether they're Alaskans or tourists, do you educate them on where that fish came that day, or how do you yeah. serve it to them?
10: Of course, everybody's, especially tourists, they're full of questions, you know, where, where does the salmon come from? What kind of salmon? You know, we generally, most of the time know the the captain, we know the boat, and we obviously know the species. Those are all something that my servers have been versed in over the years to be prepared to answer. And we actually have a cheat sheet from where all of our shellfish, all of our fin fish, all of our vegetables, and all of our Alaskan products come from and it's a long list.
11: <laughs> is there one specific place where a lot of a specific type of fish comes from? Are there kind of like hot spots of various species of salmon? Or We
10: follow the runs and usually the first run is the Copper River run and so that's when we start seeing our fresh fish of the season and then you know it kind of progresses to Kodiak and up through the inlet and out to, to Bristol Bay. We just follow the runs and that's not only ensures that we get the freshest fish, but we're just doing what nature has provided. We're just following nature.
11: Has the quality or quantity changed that you have seen over the time you've been here?
10: Yeah, it has. And it's like anything else, you know, nothing is, consistent in the seafood industry. So, some years are better than others and that's just the way it is and you learn to manipulate that by having your go-to people that have worked with you and that and you know, we're kind of coming back full circle with your question on, you know, being able to talk to these fishermen. These these people, they rely on me and I rely on them and so they know when things are bad how they can supplement and make it better for me and i know when they're having a bad season maybe i buy a little bit more fish than i normally would to help supplement them and so this all comes into play by just knowing where your product's coming from and trusting the people that are bringing it to you and you cannot get that unless you've developed these relationships and it takes time
11: why is featuring local food like salmon important to your business
10: it's a great window into the type of foods that we get to enjoy up here as alaskans you know people don't from around the world they don't come up here to enjoy the same old junk they can get any other coastal town we really want to highlight alaskan cuisine and i think people really appreciate that i can go through the big manufacturers and order in the same frozen pre-bagged crap as everybody else and you can get this anywhere in the world but to be able to have the opportunity to to show people what we how we get to eat up here is is a gift and i'm not going to shy away from that gift i want to i want to embrace it and i want to expose it because we are really lucky
11: we are to have fresh salmon right outside our window i bet that's a very special thing to share with people who haven't had that experience before and it leaves them with a appreciation for wild salmon and alaskan culture so that is definitely an amazing thing. Is there anything else that you'd like to highlight about your restaurant or your fishermen that you'd like to say to our listeners?
10: You know, I just, I always just wanna say, support your local farmer and fishermen, and Alaskans in general, like I'm just, I'm really grateful for the following that we get, because it is a lot of hard work to get stuff in raw from the fields or from the ocean and break it down and put it on, have it on your plate that night. But I just, I'm just grateful that I have so much support in what I'm doing because I really could not do it unless the people that were coming here appreciated it.
11: Thank you so much for taking uh, the time to talk with me today.
10: It's my pleasure, Zoe.
2: Thank you, fishermen. Thank you, processors. Thank you, Harrison and the chefs that prepare salmon so well for us to consume and love. And thank you, Zoe, who interviewed Harrison and did a great job doing so.
12: And Jacob's in the hole The monkeys on the ladder and the devil's shelf is cool The crow's biggest airplane's a line as we end. And someone will eat the skin that he sheds Someone will eat the skin that he sheds, eat the that he sheds. And the earth dies screaming And the phone,
9: and the earth, i
3: Do you eat salmon?
4: Oh, I love salmon.
3: What's your favorite way to eat salmon? Well,
4: I, I just like it pretty straight ahead you know like I, I like salmon sushi I'll say that so I like it you know raw and it's fresh and prepared right like, you know I also uh, I really like it just
12: kind of very simply grilled you know just 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 heated through
2: weight song earth dies screaming and while they were jamming we had an interruption with joel Raphael to hear his favorite way to eat salmon
0: for all of you that enjoy salmon in its raw form keep in mind that you might want to freeze that to make sure that it's just salmon you're eating
2: it's your classic psa public salmon announcement for your safety all right, let's flop on over to this Jammin for Salmon segment where we're going to hear from Harrison B and Cousin Curtis to kick it off.
0: Flopping now. All oh, along
12: keep me awake I don't know how much of this I can take. Gone so long and it leaves a mark I'm a skipping stone with a porcelain heart. I got a gal up on the hill, she loves me better than your gal, will. she loves my rock, but she don't like my roll, what she can't see takes its toll. But when I come home, she keeps me wide. A touch of her skin and I come alive. Gonna roll in the hay most every night. This I can take, gone so long And it leaves a mark, I'm a skipping stone With a porcelain heart This I can take, gone so long it leaves a mark. I'm a skipping stone with a porcelain heart.
9: Shadow,
1: shadow, shadow, shadow. Met you at a party, the place was jumping. Shadu. At the time, I didn't know that we really had something. But as time went by and with all that we do. Got me feeling When I'm in your arms Nothing could be wrong wrong. I think this melody Finally found a song You're the love I have Wanted all alone
0: Those were the tea sisters from Salmon Fest 2019.
2: Up next is the California Honey Drops but first we're going to hear from Lesh telling us his favorite way to eat salmon. But you
3: love to eat salmon?
0: I do love to eat salmon. Though. I'm a big fan of fish. Yeah.
3: What's your favorite way to eat salmon?
0: Oh, my favorite way? You know I actually had some bomb salmon in where was I? I was in McCarthy. And they just, it was just the way it was cooked. It was so, it was like barely cooked at all. And it was just in a salad. Man, I'm telling you, it was just happening. For, I've had a lot of salmon. There's a lot of good ways to eat it, but that's the last time I had like, the that's the best, latest, bestest experience I've had with salmon. <laughs> Hey, Satchel, did that episode make you hungry?
2: I can hear my belly rumbling.
0: All right, let's get out of here and go find something to eat.
2: I know what I'm having. Well, before we go, Dave, let's do our round of thank yous to let everyone know who made this episode possible.
0: Thanks to Cook Inlet Keeper For hosting this show.
2: Thanks to the Salmon Fest team for throwing the festival. Harrison McKendry for being our salmon champion.
0: To Zoe for putting together that great interview with Harrison.
2: To Rumpke Mountain Boys and Brandon Hill who interviewed them.
0: And to all the bands who've contributed their favorite ways to eat salmon.
2: And to Christina Edwin who grounded us in the indigenous history of eating salmon.
0: And of course, KBBI for providing the fancy equipment that we use to record this podcast and radio program.
2: And to Pastor Tim and Brian Belay for recording the tunes you heard today. And of course, thank you to Kira Hardy, our dedicated
0: and talented producer. Overachieving dedicated and talented. If you like this show and want to share it with others, you can do that through our podcast. Uh, Don't forget, if you listen and like the show, to review and rate, and so we can share our message with uh, people around the world. And until we meet again, Spawn on, on Alaska. Alaska! Hi, right, we're the Rumpke Mountain Boys, and you're, you're
4: listening, listening to Salmon Fest Radio. Nail it. Old
12: time radio.